Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the Tour de Cycling podcast for cycling this week, your weekly news on what's happening in the cycling world, uh, the races and especially after August, the transfer news uh, and any other news that might present itself during each week of the cycling season. Uh, This week there is a bit to talk about in racing, we've had three major races going on at the moment, the Vuelta a Burgos, uh, the Tour of Denmark and the Arctic Tour of Norway, obviously leading up into the Vuelta a España which is the third Grand Tour. Uh, Lots of transfer news, lots of teams extending contracts with uh, each of their members, uh, Jumbo Visma especially. uh, really uh, keen to keep lots of their riders on their team. There also is a bit of other news to talk about as well. So let's jump right into racing, uh, where the Vuelta of Burgos uh, five-stay race, uh, and we'll start at stage four. If you don't know what's happened in stages one through three, uh, go check that episode out on my podcast. There is one there. Uh, It also covers stages 1 to 3 of the Tour of Denmark and stage 1 of the Arctic Tour of Norway. Uh, So stage 4 of the Vuelta a Burgos ended up being a stage for the breakaway where Lazcano from Movistar uh, beat out Buntrago from Bahrain Victorious. Uh, Nine people from the break made it to the finish. Uh, but no GC favourites were in that group uh, and it was still Primoz Roglic leading the GC after stage 4. Vlasov, Yates in second and third respectively. Uh, Damien Housen from Q36.5. If you don't know him, uh, join the bus. Not many people have really heard of him, uh, but he is proving to be quite a good rider. He was able to stick with the top 3 GC favourites on stage three of this race um, and I talk about that a little bit more in the other episode George Bennett moves up into fifth place uh, after keeping with the main favorites uh, and Rubio dropping a few spots as well uh, the points classification was Alexander Vlasov after stage four not many points really up for offer in this tour Adam Yates leading the KOM jersey. Uh, So let's move on to stage five. Uh, Stage five, we had another hilly stage uh, with a massive ramp up to the finish where we had the top three on GC uh, come to the line together. Primoz Roglic winning out in a sprint against Adam Yates in second and Alexander Vlasov in third. Uh, Jay Vine from Australia, he came in fourth, moving himself up another spot in GC. Uh, But overall GC, Primoz Roglic winning that after stage five. Uh, 39 seconds ahead of Alexander Vlasov, 42 ahead of Adam Yates. So uh, bonus seconds did matter for second place there. Uh, Alexander Vlasov able to hold off Adam Yates uh, there. Damien Housen finishes in 4th on GC, 2 minutes and 7 seconds down. Uh, Other mentions, George Bennett 6th, Jay Vine 8th, and Sean Quinn actually came 16th. He is the American from EF Education. Uh, I thought I'd mention him. He's a 
good climber. I would have expected him to get top 10, but I think he might have been going for breakaways in this tour. Primoz Roglic ends up also winning the points classification, taking that away from Alexander Vlasov. Uh, and the KOM jersey going to Adam Yates, just ahead of Primoz Roglic. Uh, so that's from the Vuelta of Burgos. Next time we'll see uh, Primoz Roglic and probably Vlasov and Yates. It will be in the Vuelta España. Uh, looking forward to that. Tour of Denmark was next. Uh, also a five-stage tour. Uh, one flat stage and then a time trial to finish on stage five. Uh, as I said before, stages one to three on the, are on the other episode. Uh, go check that out. Uh, in stage four, though, flat, also finishing on a circuit like all of these other races have. Fabio Jakobsen winning out in a sprint ahead of Mads Pedersen. Uh, those two were the favourites, as they are probably the only two big sprinters in this. Uh, GC-wise, Skelmosa is beating Pedersen by four seconds, so uh, with Pedersen's stronger time trial than Skelmosa, it would be expected that he would take the win. Uh, Magnus Court Nielsen uh, in third at 49 seconds. Uh, so the time trial was uh, 16.1 kilometers pan flat, uh, as Denmark is pretty flat, I'm sure you guys know that. Uh, Mads Pedersen won that time trial at 54 kilometers an hour, a whole 24 seconds ahead of second place, uh, Warren Skold from UNOX. Magnus Court Nielsen came in third at 34 seconds, uh, and Skelmoser fifth at 40 seconds behind, 45 seconds behind Mads Pedersen, ultimately meaning that Pedersen would take the GC win 41 seconds ahead of Skelmoser, and in third, Magnus Court Nielsen at 1 minute and 19 seconds. Uh, Warren Skold, after his good time trial, moves up into fourth on GC, uh, and Florian Vermesh stayed in fifth. Uh, the points classification did go to Mads Pedersen in this tour as well. There were lots of sprints, so points jersey was definitely up for grabs. Uh, let's move on to the Arctic Tour of Norway, where it is freezing cold up there from the pictures. Everyone's wearing their windbreakers. Uh, and after stage one, where we had uh, a big bunch sprint, Dainese won that ahead of uh, Noah Hobbs. Uh, let's move on to stage two where a big climb to start before a long descent and a few bumps towards the finish. Uh, Gazioli from Astana came in first and Scaroni also from Astana came in, coming in second. Lastra from Cofidis coming in third. It was a pretty decently big bunch that went to the finish, 44 people. Uh, they all came to the finish line together, uh, and Gazzoli was able to uh, come out on top on that. Uh, on GC, Noah Hobbs was able to take first place by one second ahead of Dainese, uh, and Gazzoli, who also is one second behind. Uh, stage 3, which was uh, last night's stage, 
Uh, we had a, another lumpy day with a big climb towards the end, freezing cold conditions, uh, and towards the end it was a absolute slow-mo race. Uh, the sprint to the line was incredibly slow, uh, and Stefan Williams from Israel Premier Tech coming out on top there. Champazar in second from Arkea and Scaroni from Astana third again. Uh, actually, no, he was second in the stage before, but third this time. So, podium again. Uh, Dylan Toynes fifth in that stage. Johannesson fourth. Uh, Matt Dinham seventh at the World Champs, also came seventh here. Martin eighth. So, looking at the GC now, Williams one second ahead of Scaroni. Uh, Johannesson nine seconds back. Kevin Vermarkt 11. And then we've got a group of Toynes, Dinham, Martin, all on 12 seconds back. So it'll be interesting to see how the Tour of Norway finishes up with a few lumps towards the ends on stage four. Well, that's all from racing this week, but let's move on to transfers, uh, where we see that Sobrero uh, is going to bore Hansgrower. Uh, along with Danny Martinez from Ineos. So Bora getting a couple people uh, into their squad. Martinez potentially going to be a GC domestique or maybe go for his own GC hopes at Bora if he's not helping Hindley or Vlasov. Uh, Sidal Quickstep, they have signed uh, three... Neo Pros, so they're looking at the young talent. Uh, after losing quite a few riders like Smith and Jakobsen, uh, they are signing new hopes, uh, and it'll be interesting to see how that works out for them. Lidl Trek having a big week uh, this week. Uh, they have gained not only Milan and Gegenhart from the week before, but Bagioli is coming across Conrad. Uh, Holgaard and Consoni, so they are really looking to up their team uh, and try to do very well next year. Uh, we're going to quickly talk about the extended contracts that have happened uh, as well. Lots of teams extending with riders, uh, AG2R extending with Nans, Peter, Kostnafar, uh, Berte and Gal all until 2025. Uh, Kofidis extending with Cockard, Perez, Harada. Uh, those are uh, a few of the names extended until 2025 as well. So Kofidis looking to stick with their team that they've got now. Uh, as we saw in the tour, it was working out for them. Uh, EF Education have extended with Ben Healy until 2026, so they're keen to keep him on board. Uh, as he has shown very promising signs in the one-day classics uh, in April. I'm sure they'll be looking to see what they can do with him, especially with the loss of Magnus Court, who's going to Uno X. Jumbo Visma, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, have extended with a whole bunch of riders. Uh, Robert Gesnick uh, extended to 2024. Uh, Kuj... Uh, Kreuzweig and Tosh van der Sander all until 2025, Affini and Laporte until 2026, 
and the big signing Jonas Vinegard until 2027. So another three, four years of Vinegard on Jumbo. That is going to be very cool to see. Uh, see if they can hold on to Roglic as well. I don't know when his contract expires, but uh, maybe next year they'll have to re-sign him. Uh, Lido, Lidl Trek have extended with Jaconi until 2027 and Simmons until 2026. So a couple good climbers there. Jaconi probably after his contract with Lidl will be considering uh, moving to a smaller team and winding his career down. Uh, UAE Team Emirates also signing a whole bunch of names. Uh, Langdon, Vine, Milano, McNulty, uh, Soler, both Oliveira brothers as well. Uh, McNulty and Vine signing until 2027. Milano and Oliveira brothers until 2026. And Soler and Langdon until 2025. So UAE... With the number of riders coming in, are going to be having an interesting team next year. Uh, other news on the schedule, we've got races coming up where we've got the Burma Classic, uh, the German World Tour race, so that's the next World Tour race uh, before the Renault Tour, and then the Vuelta Espana. Uh, we've got Campenarts winning 1.1 race, a uh, small race, 185Ks, uh, ahead of Rasmus Tiller and Jasper Diverst. Uh, and last little bit of news this week. If you enjoyed your Tour de France fantasy, well, it is back, except with the Vuelta Espana by uh, Tissot. They are running fantasy for the Vuelta this year. Make sure you go check that out, and it will be... Uh, a lot of fun like the Tour de France fantasy was so go check that out I will certainly be making a team for that Uh, that is all for now thanks for tuning in everyone and um, I'll see you next time goodbye